This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. gents thank you so much for tuning in today i know you guys can be listening to so many other things right now but you chose this one and i really appreciate it today i have a heck of a guest for you his name is dan mendelo and he helps entrepreneurs perform better than ever in, in not just one two but all areas of life his clients regularly double their incomes create the time freedom to live their lives fully and create their most extraordinary lives all by shifting their mindsets so without further ado give a huge warm welcome to the one and only dan mendelo hey logan happy to be here brother hey my man thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it of course so um dude i've got to ask you what's the best story from your life that has an underlying meaning message Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> there are so freaking many of them. Um, I, I feel like I'm one of those people gifted with just a bonkers life. Um, you know, and <clears throat> I mean, okay, so here, here's a story that just comes to mind. Because I feel like every story in your life has an underlying message, right? And it's up to you to see it where most people will look at their lives and they'll say, oh, that was just funny or oh, that was just tragic, or that just sucked, or that was really hard. I feel like everything that happens to us happens to us for a reason so that we can grow, right? Everything in your life is a metaphor for something that will help you grow to your next level in life. So even something as ridiculous as what I'm about to tell you um, may sound on the surface as it's just an adventure, but there's so much in it. And I can tell you that I grew so much even though I think I was, what, uh, 13 at the time, maybe 14 at the time. Um, But, uh, you know, there's a reason that it stayed with me. So when I was about 13 or 14, uh, see, I'm Israeli. And so I used to go uh, back to Israel often. Uh, Actually, that must mean that I was younger than that. Whatever. Uh, But I went to Israel with my brother and one of his friends, and we decided to go into the desert, and we were going to borrow bikes from one of my brother's friends, friends. Um, and by borrow, I mean, we were going to tell him later because he was out of town. So we stole his bikes and we were thought, you know, we're just going to take him out. We'll bring him back. No matter. No one will know. And we went out into the desert. We hitched a ride and we made a couple of critical errors pretty much right off the bat. 
The first thing is that we happened to go on the hottest day of the year. And we went to the Sinai Desert, which is one of the hottest deserts in the world. So within maybe about a two hour period, three hour period, we we're completely out of water. And we had no way of communicating to anybody to come get us. Right. So we just had a plan at the end of the night to meet someone across the desert, uh, across a little stretch in a different town um, to pick us up in a truck. And so we pretty much had to get there. Otherwise, we would have no way of getting back home, which was about you know, a couple hour drive away from, away from where we were. And so we looked at the map and, and tried to find the fastest way to get across. We realized we had to get water. And so in Israel, in these deserts, they have these uh, oasises, oasi, whatever you call it, in plural. And uh, the thing is that they have water there. You know, the military is there. They have water there, but only until sundown. And so we had a few hours to get there. And if we didn't make it, then there was a strong possibility that we would have to make the rest of the journey, which was another six or seven hours, without water. Um, and that's, that's pretty dangerous, right? Like, we had to get there. So we're looking at the map, and we see that there's a mountain ahead of us. And my brother's like, cool, well, we got to go over this mountain. You know, we've got bikes, no problem. The only problem is that there was a little sign there that said, walking path only. And I point this out to my brother, like, look, there's a reason it's there. We can't go over this mountain. We have bikes. He says, don't worry about it. We'll just walk the bikes next to us, right? How small can the path really be? It's a walking path, right? So you got to think you got, you know, a little bit of room. There's no problem. So we start going up this mountain. And first of all, we realize when, when they say walking path, what it means is that every once in a while, you know, there's a path, but every once in a while, there would be a gigantic, like, cliff that we'd have to scramble over on this path, like an enormous step. But sometimes a step wasn't like a 90 degree angle up, you know, like steps in your house would be. It was like a slide of really slippery rock that we'd have to get over and bring our bikes up with it. So I was super scrawny at the time, not really a strong dude. You could probably describe me as, you know, a stick. You know, well, with a big head. So I was like a walking lollipop. Um, and with a bike, like a big mountain bike. And so on one of these like slippery slides, the bike starts going. I leap after it, almost fall off the mountain myself, grab the bike, grab one of my buddies, right? My, my brother's friend, grab him by the hand. He pulls me back onto the mountain. In this, the front wheel of my bike gets bent to such a degree that I can't ride it anymore. And we still got to go up the rest of this mountain. And that takes us a long time. That takes us like maybe two hours or so. And the problem is that when we finally get to the top of the mountain, I'm cursing my brother. Um, he's six years older than me. You should know better. I'm planning on different ways where it's like, if we get out of this, like I'm going to kill him. And we're at the top of the mountain and we see something that isn't on the map which is ahead of us, and it's another mountain. 
So we have to go down this mountain, go up another mountain, down that mountain, get to the other oasis, and we have about three hours to do it. Now, it took us two hours to get up this mountain. We have to still go down it, up the next one, down the next one. We still have to go um, and get to the oasis before sundown. So we're kind of freaking out. And we also haven't had water now in about two hours in the hottest day of the year in one of the hottest deserts in the world. And so this is getting pretty serious. And so my brother comes up with a genius plan, says, hey, my bike is still working. I'm going to go bike down the mountain and then around the next mountain. And I'm going to go to the oasis and I'll meet you guys there. That way I can get us a lot of water no matter what. They're like, hey, this is the only thing that we can do. We, we don't have any other options. And so I go with, um, you know, my brother's friend, my buddy, and we go down this mountain. My brother Guy takes off. Now let's fast forward to us getting up the other mountain, down it, and getting to the oasis after sundown. We finally get there, and there's no more water. All right, the government had already left. So we're screwed. On top of this, I don't see my brother anywhere. And we don't have any way to communicate. So if he fell, if he injured himself, I don't know if there's any way we can find him. So this is now terrifying. On top of that, we have no idea how the hell we're going to get out of there. And I see off in the distance, there's a bus with a couple of tourists there. So I go running up to them. Happens to be a YMCA trip. And I ask them for, you know, some food, some water. I tell them the situation. Fortunately, they understand English, um, you know, because they're from America. Uh, and they give us some food, some water, but they can't give us a lift out of there. And they certainly can't wait for my brother to show up wherever he is. And we don't know what to do. We have no idea how to find him. We don't even know if he's still alive, really. And so we're there, we're waiting. The YMCA, you know, bus leaves. We're hanging out there for half an hour. Where, in the darkness off there, my brother comes biking up. And behind him, but in the air, is a black helicopter. So apparently my brother found the military. They radioed a helicopter to come find us. And make sure that we're okay. And they also brought in a jeep. To come and give us a lift out. So my brother and his friend are in the cab of the jeep. You know they you know, talk us down because we're still freaking out. Put the bikes and me in the back. And so we're, we're getting a lift outside. You know out of the desert. And if you've never seen the desert. At, you know, after sunset. It's kind of amazing, right? So it's like the sun was just barely still up a little bit, you know, purples and blues and getting super dark. And the stars are coming out and, you know, the sand looks fake. So I'm sitting there getting hypnotized by this scene when one of uh, the army guys starts banging on the window. And I can't understand a single thing he's saying because it's super loud. I can't barely hear him. And so he's making some uh, you know, pretty aggressive like hand motions at me. I'm trying to figure out what he means. After a while, he just points down 
and makes a sound uh, motion with his hand to just, hey, like, stay put. So I'm looking at what I'm sitting on. It's a big black case. I sand all over it, but there's a label. So I start brushing off the label, and I see one circle. And I brush off a little bit more of the circle, and I see another circle that's kind of connected to it. And I see, you know, as I brush off a little bit more sand, a third circle, kind of making a triangle of circles interlinked. And then it dawned on me why he was saying, like, hey, don't bounce around so much back there because I think anybody in the world recognizes the sign um, for nuclear radiation. And he showed me later, it turns out that I got a ride out of the desert on a nuclear-tipped warhead. And we finally made it out of the desert that night. Oh, man. Wow, dude, that's a crazy, crazy, crazy story, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um, wow, wow, wow. So I've got to ask you, man, like, um, in your area of expertise, what would you like us to know about your industry? Um, in like 30 seconds to a minute or less, you know, type of answer. Yeah, sure. So, look, your success in life is determined by the quality of your mindset. The thoughts and beliefs and perceptions that you have about yourself and other people, that's a difference between someone who's going to become an Olympian and a gold medalist Olympian and someone who will just stay back and play home games, right? Or just, you know, race in college. The way that you think about yourself, the way that you think about your life, even a story like I just told, what you get out of it, what you see from it, whether it motivates you, drives you, whether you look at life as opportunities, possibilities, or insurmountable challenges and struggles will determine what you get in life. But you can change all that. Uh, you can change the way that you think about yourself. You can change the way that you think about your life. And that's the number one asset that any entrepreneur, any person can have in life at all. Your mindset will help you overcome the most difficult challenges, the biggest struggles, the most hopeless situations. It'll get you through any single thing in life. And if you don't have it, you'll fail. But when you do have it, it can take you absolutely anywhere you want in life. And the beautiful thing is that anybody can learn it. Dude, I'm just, I'm just sitting here taking it in. Hey, you're so right, man. Like Tom Billy, one of my favorite um, motivational speakers or whatnot, says the, the most profitable skill you'll ever obtain is the ability to believe. And if you can take that and believe in anything that you, you know, obviously you can't uh, mess with physics, but people all the time test physics. So it's crazy how... Um, how people do use mind over matter, and I feel like your your industry does that. And I want to go into uh, another question, which is really, you know, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Ooh, that's tough. The best one? I mean, there are a couple of them that, that really stand out for me. Um, so I'm just going to throw them out there. The first one is... Um, Fail often, fail early, right? That there is such a thing as failing forward, but a lot of people are afraid of making mistakes, afraid of failing, so they avoid big risks. And that means they avoid taking the massive action that they need in order to grow. 
But mistakes are the things, mistakes are your best friend when you're an entrepreneur because they so, teach you. So Dan, let's not beat around the bush, my man. Um, I would love to hear a recent failure that you had to overcome, my man, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I have it all the time. Like I am right now working on a different marketing campaign. Um, I've worked on four before massive marketing campaigns with business coaches, with marketers to try to expand my business and not a single one of them has netted me a single client, right? That the stuff that I've been doing since the beginning to grow my six figure business, that's so far the only thing that's worked for me. I've spent over $30,000 on business coaches who are successful. They work for a lot of other people. I have friends who uh, are using them and they have you know, quadrupled their incomes, but for me it just hasn't worked. You know, or working with marketers who um, have helped other companies make hundreds of thousands of dollars and just drained me, right? Just didn't work. And so continuing to try, continuing to try, but each step, each coach, even if they didn't work for me, has taught me so much that I'm like amassing these marketing skills, these marketing uh, you know, little pieces of knowledge, these little nuggets, these little tips and tools and tricks and tactics here and there that I know that even if what I'm trying right now won't work, it'll eventually be amazing for me. And eventually I'll find my secret sauce, just the right combination for me that'll blow my business up into the next stratosphere, right? And I know this because every mistake that I make along the way, every failed campaign, every time I try Facebook ads and they screw up, every time I you know, try a different way of writing social media and it doesn't get me any engagement, any time that you know, I try uh, doing a webinar and it doesn't work, that I actually get better, right? So I'm continuously getting even better and it'll pay off. And it's that determination and it's that resilience that I've got as an entrepreneur who won't stop. That'll make sure that I have a business that feeds me, that provides abundance for me, and that allows me to create the life that allows me to serve my clients in the best possible way forever. And thank you so much for sharing that, man. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. To, to, to be able to, to realize that, hey, like, I, I, need, I need to fail. Like, and and it, that, I think that's why entrepreneurs are such a rare breed is because, in a way, they actually, they like not being able to breathe. They like the hard reps. They like the, the going through not knowing what this money is actually going to do for them. But they use, like, we started off with, the idea of belief, man, to follow that, that mindset and keep doing it. So you've, you've built this mind that is resilient. Um, what was the first instance where you're like, I'm kind of interested in this resilient lifestyle? Um, who, who was like your first influence on that? Huh. You know, I don't know if I had an influence with that part of it. Um, what happened to me was that I, I actually had something of a, a nervous breakdown when I was in corporate America. When I realized after eight years of being in it that I was actually miserable. See, we have this weird way as human beings of trying to protect ourselves 
by lying to ourselves and then believing the lies. We have this amazing capacity to tell ourselves that we're happy when we're miserable. Um, and I had done that for eight years until it built up to such a degree that I couldn't deal with it anymore. I kind of freaked out and I quit. But I ripped a safety net out from under me and all of a sudden it became a need. I needed to succeed. I didn't have a backup plan. There was no plan B. There was nothing else. And so resilience came as a necessity. You know, I, it just became one of those things where it's like, look, it's not that I want to succeed. I have to. I have no choice, no option. There is no such thing as quit. There is no such thing as slowing down. There is no such thing. There is nothing else. And that, you know, going through that is absolutely terrifying. But it gave me so much because now... You know, I really know that, you know, I can weather any storm and I can start from nothing. So that does allow me, even though it's still scary to take really big risks. And like now, like I'm you know, dumping a lot of money with faith that this marketing campaign of mine is going to work. But it might not. But I know because I've been there and I've done it and I know what it's like to put my back up against the wall and succeed that even should I lose everything again, then I can come back from it. And that gives me a sense of resilience that is, it feels just uncanny and powerful and, and amazing. Dude. Oh, man, my heart goes out to you, my man. I, I want to keep going. Um, we're going to come in for a landing, so I just got three more questions for you. Sure. Um, what's one of your favorite books and why? Ooh, favorite books. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, The Illustrated Man. In, normally, I would go with, you know, um, a practical book, like Supernatural by, or, or You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, which, by the way, also two of my favorite books, if you're looking for something like that. But in my life, uh, I have so much that is designed to help me learn and grow and most of my library and I have um, you know books everywhere in my home um, in like literally like every single room um, but a lot of them are educational and that's cool that's fun but you know we're multi-dimensional creatures The Illustrated Men by Ray Bradbury is one of my favorite books of all times because I never knew a book could make me feel as much as that book made me feel um, it's a bunch of short stories. It's sci-fi, but it's not about the technology. It's not about, you know, what's going on in the future. It's about people. And some stories made me cry, and some stories scared the hell out of me, and some stories made me really think and ponder my own life, and some stories made me smile uncontrollably. Um, all in one book. And I, before that point, I mean, I loved to read, but I had no idea that um, a short story, something in, you know, 20 pages could be that beautiful, you know, that impactful. So, um, yeah, Ray Bradbury, I, I think, might be my favorite writer for that reason. Dude, I am so excited to check that out. I love it. I love that kind of like, I, I love books that just have like beautiful teachings inside of a story. So. Um, anyone that's listening to this that wants to check out that book, 
click on that link and get sent right to Amazon and, and check out that book. Oh my God, dude. Um, if people are listening to this and they go, I want to learn more about Dan, where's the one place I could send them to? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they should check out my guide. So I just released uh, my latest free guide and it's all about, uh, really getting out of your own way so that you can create your most extraordinary life. It's all about how to become the highest performer you can possibly be. Um, and so there's a, a short link for it. And so I'll spell it out for you. So it's B-I-T as in the dog bit me. B as in boy, I, T as in Tom, period. L as in Larry, Y as in yes, forward slash, capital P as in Paul, lowercase I, capital P as in Paul, capital G as in Gary, U, I, D as in David, E as in Edward. And Beautiful. that'll take you and to... If you don't get that, I, I, I'm just going to say, you can click on the link. I'm going to provide it below. So people cool. might be driving. Most of the time they're listening to this while they're driving or exercising. And I totally get it. Um, so... Easy click on that link. You'll be forwarded straight over there. Thank you for uh, spelling it out, man. I didn't want to interrupt you because you're already you're full steam. Um, <laughs> but last question, man, because I really, my biggest fear of making this podcast is people just use it as like sort of like entertainment instead of actually education and learning from it. So I love questions. I think they're almost better than answers. And I think a self-inquisitive question for someone to ask themselves throughout the day, maybe when they're like really stuck or something that you use to ask yourself when you're like really stuck and you've just been working on something all day and you just don't know what to do, what kind of question do you have to ask yourself? Okay. Let me think about this for a second. And that's a great question. Um, and so my, my question to myself when I feel stuck is always about introspection. I always look in because I know that the way that I think, the way that I perceive things, my inner resourcefulness is what creates my results. So if I'm not getting something that I want in life, it's because of the way that I'm currently thinking about myself or the issue or whatever. There must be some sort of self-sabotage, somewhere I'm fighting myself, somewhere I'm not seeing something or I'm not allowing myself to see something, or somewhere where I don't believe enough in myself or the process that um, I can put my all into it. So my first question to myself is, what perceptions, how do I see things now that could be limiting me, right? Do my beliefs support my success? Do I really believe that I can make this work? Do I believe I deserve this? Do I believe that I'm good enough to have this, that I'm good enough to make it work for me? Right? Really check in because a lot of times we'll tell ourselves a lot of BS, right? We'll pump ourselves up and say like, Hey, yeah, I can do anything. I believe in myself. I'm confident on this and this and that. And then we look into our unconscious beliefs and we see that actually we're not. Actually, we have self-doubt. Actually, we have these little naggling beliefs and thoughts that take our energy or focus or drive or inner resourcefulness away from us. So my first question to myself is, 
there is what could possibly be going on in me that I don't really, uh, that I can't use for moving forward. And sometimes it means getting a coach. Like I have four mindset coaches myself right now so that I can make sure that they can see what's going on in me instead of me having to look in and doing like, all of that hard work myself. Uh, but it starts off there. Is Am I fully supporting myself in my success? Or is there something in me that's preventing me from getting what I want? Dude, thank you for taking the time to really, really, really let that land with yourself and really give the best answer to that. And I... I I really promote anyone that's listening to this right now. Don't just hit the next podcast. Take time during the day. Maybe it's not right now. I understand. You know, you might be in your zone of doing something else, but take time during the day to really try to answer that question for yourself. And if it's super hard for you to get it on paper, just hit the record button on your freaking phone and just say it in your speaker, you know, and, and make it really count. So it's out of your head. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thank you, Dan, for coming on the show. Please hit the subscribe button if you appreciated this and share it with someone if you found it inspirational or inspiring or, you know, uh, maybe you found it, like, super mind-blowing where you're just like, I need to share this with someone. And it just takes a tap of the finger. So please do. I appreciate you so much, Dan, for coming on the show. I know your time is uh, very precious, so I appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks, Logan. It was really fun. Honor to be on your show with you. Yeah, 100%. I know this will not be the last time, my man. <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to the next one. You made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So, I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened. Love for all my fans, love for all the shows. Got love for all my memories, no matter where I go. Even if I'm out to nothing, I know there's always something. It's not a fitness test, but it'll always.